0: October fourth, two thousand twenty-two. In Masechet Sanhedrin and the Koftet Amud Aleph, if you count up from the wide lines, it's nine lines up. The Gemara cited the Mishnah, and now we'll elaborate upon it. It said in the Mishnah, Dor HaPalaga Elaim helak laolam haba. Dor HaPalaga is the generation of splitting, the generation who were split up by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Of course, it's in the aftermath of the episode that we call. So, the Gemara will deal with what took place at that time period and in turn how they were punished. Says the Gemara, May Avud, what is it that they did? Again, if you open to Bereshit Perik Yod Aleph, there's somewhat of a mysterious description with regards to the people gathering together in a valley and determining, we're going to build an Ir and a Migdal, and so forth. Why were they doing so? What was their intention? What was their will? They said in the Midrash of Rbishila, the will of the people then was The will, the vision was, we'll rise up to the heavens, we'll build this high tower, and in turn we'll be able to knock away at the heaven, I guess, wall or ceiling or or floor, and be able to rid it or bring forth the water from the heavens. Is that in order to sustain ourselves with our own rain? Is it in order to prevent the future mabul? One of the two. But ultimately speaking, it's some sort of silly vision like that. says the Gemara, In Eretz Yisrael, they laughed at that suggestion of the verb Bishila. That was what they were trying to do. If it were that the people of Dor HaPalaga, in fact, wanted to rise up in order to knock away using their gardening utensils at the uh, heavens, at the uh, upper skies. Uh, if that were so, livenu echad betorah. Torah with a is a reference to a mountain. They should have built this on the mountain. Had they built it on the mountain, they would have been closer uh, to the heavens. Uh, they, they built it instead in a valley, a valley, of course, brings them lower. If, if their vision, if the ultimate goal is to get higher, it's ridiculous that they would choose a valley in order to build this. Uh, it should have been built on a mountain. And in turn, says the Gemara, Amar bi bar el azar, it must have been instead, and as I mentioned yesterday, Maharsha says, this is based on tradition, Nehleku le shalosh kitot. It must have been there were three separate groups at the time of the construction of this ir, which we now know as a bavail from the Torah and Migdal, uh, if the first one, the first one just had this will, this vision let's build a city, let's have a Migdal, let's just dwell there. What's the purpose of dwelling there? Never made clear by the Gemara. Now, there are many suggestions because it's very cryptic. You could suggest very much, but ultimately speaking, the objective of the Gemarafras is not to open our minds per se to that. They wanted to be there. If you look in the commentary of Nitziv in his uh, Al-Hatora Ha'amek Davar, he suggests, and he builds this into it, a sort of, sort of authoritarian uh, Um, uh, uh, what's it called, Uh, government. In other words, the tower was the seeing tower, was the ability that they would have to exert their will over everyone who lived in their city. Keep in mind, it's a generation who feared dispersal. They didn't want different views. They wanted a sort sort of authoritarian government and they wanted surveillance. They wanted a big brother effect. And that's the idea of building this and just... Sitting there, sitting there in order to observe, sitting there in order to make certain nobody steps out of line. Either way, it's like, what's that? That that's against Rason HaTorah, that apparently the Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, we we need different voices, we need the ability for people to grow, not independent of structure, but independent of coercion, you're not forcing the people to step in line with your, even if you have a rightful and truthful direction, you're not forcing them into that, they have to come okay. to that. Yeah. Into... It goes in... to... Betin is obligated to set people straight on derech haTorah, torah mitzvot but it's more than that, it's that they're speaking the same language it's more than that it's that if someone, fal- someone can't falter so to speak whereas or makinoto, in order to set you straight they weren't they weren't sitting in your kitchen and making certain what food if there were witnesses who saw it then they would set you straight this was a you cannot treat it as now Sham, you're saying the Gemara will in a moment say that all three of these were nit Venuda Abu certainly not I mean oh so you're saying one of the groups were rightful. Again, the Gemara will in a moment say they were all wrong. Um, it, on its own what's that? In that it was the dispersal is the rightful, the question is in the initial stage clearly wasn't rightful, so, but, no, but Jeffrey's is suggesting one of those three groups, maybe they just wanted to get closer to Hashem. The Gemara will in a few lines say, So the vision clearly is, they all have the wrong, uh, the wrong direction. The second group has the expressed will and vision and hope that they'll worship Avodah Zarah. I don't know why they need to be on a high place. Maybe it gets you closer to, uh, to, to your deity, makes you feel more godlike, but they wanted a lofty uh, place uh, in order to uh, find and uh, exert their their worship of Abu Dazarabe Na Hama. And the last one was indeed that silly group, or I don't know which one's silliest, but the group that Uh, envisions themselves as warriors who can battle against it's not per se that they don't have their own deities but they think they're going to wage war on God the first one who said we're just going to go up there and sit there, dwell there again whatever the interpretation may be Hefitzam Hashem. So the pasuk, the pasuk describes how they were dispersed, as, says the Gemara, it's that group which was dispersed. All they wanted to do was dwell. All they wanted to do, they didn't per se, at least in the vision of the Chachamim over here, have a will and vision and a direction which was going to grow. They just want to be Neshev sham. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, no neshev I'll disperse you. And you're going to have to move around a bit. Zosho amaret, milchama, but the second group, at least they had something they wanted to do. It might be worse than just sitting static, but they were looking to wage a war. They wanted to fight. Na'asu kofim they were transformed into kofim, are monkeys, ruhot, are uh, spirits of sorts, shedim, are uh, that have a certain certain uh, um, bodily function, but not uh, regular human beings either. And Lilin, uh, Rashi says, uh, basing himself on the Gemara Nidah, Surat Adam. But they have wings. And this is all sorts of descriptions of different types of spirits and uh, demons and sorts. Uh, why is that the Keneged Midah? Well, your vision, your will was that you could exert your human dimension in waging war on heaven. Uh, heaven will have the better side of this. You have but a body, you have but a shell. I can determine what sort of ruach is entered into that. You can't just wage war upon me. What about the last group? whose direction was to worship Abu Zarah, the Pasuk says that HaKadosh Baruch changes language. Pasuk doesn't just say that God dispersed them. He also changed their language. The suggestion is he changes their language. What does it have to do with the Abu Zarah individuals? Rashi suggests, I guess this is the Midah Kinneged Midah, in order to come together for Abu Zarah, they had to speak similar language. They had to be able to talk to one another and say, this is what we're doing. If you're building a cult of sorts with regards to theology worship of some god or gods you need to be able to be working the people with language with the ability to have oratory skills and so forth the fact that their languages were changed foiled that plan as well. It means that the Gemara, the Chachamim, envisioned three separate groups, each with a midah, keneged Mida tamhara. atanyar binatan, Omer is what I was referring to earlier. The Biraita says in the name of binatan, kulam, again, doesn't mean the Biraita has to accord with what we read a moment ago. But again, the other response to Jeffrey is that the Gemara has a punishment for the na'ale v'ne They're just trying to get closer to God. I don't know why we're punishing them. What's that? It's not the worst of the punishment. I've been avodah or fighting against God. I would say are worse than over surveillance. I don't like over surveillance either, but I'm saying It makes sense that it's going to be the least. Each of these groups had the expressed intention to worship avodah Zarah through their doing. On the one hand, the pasuk says. By Migdal Bavel and Bereshit (laughs) Perak Yod Aleph, Naase Lenu Shim. Their their direction, their will was that we should establish for ourselves a name. Uchtiv Hatam, and it says separately in Parashat Mishpatim, Veshem Elohim Acherim Lo Tzakiru. Says you should not have mentioned. You should not mention. The names of, or name of other gods. Malahalan Avodat Same way that second in Shemot Verikav Gimal, is a reference to uh, idol worship, gods other than God. First one with the lowercase g, second one with the uppercase. Afkan, so to over here by Migdal Bavel, Avodat Kochavim. It should be mentioned just uh, briefly uh, that the direct aftermath, the epilogue of Migdal Bavil, which is B'ereshit Perik Yod is B'ereshit Perik Yod Bit. That's, of course, the reference of Abraham Avino. Abraham's story begins with Lech Lecha, movement. Instead of being stuck like Migdal Bavil were, they want to stop themselves over here and they want to establish for themselves a name. Abraham is Lech Lecha, and you don't establish for yourself a name. Your name will come from me, you don't just build your own name, that's Avodah I can build my own name. Instead, a movement, vulnerability, as opposed to stability or self-perceived stability by building yourself in this uh, circumstance and situation and the name will come from external forces furthermore if you know the storyline of Abraham he's inviting others in he's inviting three people in from the outside that's not a attribute they're interested in uh, building their group they don't want anything well, we don't know that there is anything on the outside but ultimately speaking their fear is different Different languages, different views, different vantage points. Abraham is the direct foil, one chapter later in Bereshit, to the failure of the Nimrod Dor generation. Same generation, the person who blossoms from them is the Abraham who fights against that with regards to moving, fights against that with regards to achieving a name instead of establishing a name, who fights against that with regards to inclusion of others as opposed to an exclusion uh, of, of any other sorts of views and directions. Amar Biohanan says the Gemara onward, Hanan envisions this migdal, uh, the aftermath of this migdal. What happened to this migdal which was constructed? Migdal, shelish uh, nisraf, a third of it, the top third, was burnt. Shelish nivla. The next third was uh, sw- uh, swallowed in the ground. I mean, uh, uh, in some way. kayam. A third of the migdal of that migdal Babel is still around. Says the gemara. At the very least, in the time of Rabbi Yochanan, he says. Amar Rav avir migdal Says Rav, you should know the air in the uh, uh, in the uh, 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 environs of. The migdal, it causes forgetfulness. Why does it cause? forgetfulness, explains Rashi, There was a gezerah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that that place will be forgotten and in turn they themselves forgot their language. It says, Rav, if you then stumble upon that place, you too will forget. It's almost as if the Chachamim are envisioning the power of, of a place, the potency of a place. Is it a very possibly a metaphysical reality? I mean, it is said about the. Uh about people who had a very sensitive heart or a sensitive soul that even if they were in a car with closed windows they could feel the sanctity or the opposite of places that they passed through. There is something to be said for that although I can't rationalize it and a strict rationalist would say it's nonsense. There is a reality. There is a kidushat makom. There is a whole aspect of a place and in turn says the Gemara there's something about that place because of a gezerah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because of what human beings brought forth that if you visit that place you tap into that metaphysical reality and in turn are prone to forgetfulness. Says the Gemara Amar of Yosef there's another place that will bring you to in some way forgetfulness. Bavel u Borsif. We'll explain what Borsif is in a moment but both Bavel and Borsif Bring forth forgetful, forgetfulness. It's Siman Ra'la Torah. Those are places which are bad omens to Torah. My borsif, What is borsif? Amar Biase Bor Shafe. What's Bor Shafe? Means an empty or a, a pit which was emptied of its water. The imagery being it was once filled with water. In my la' Torah, now that it was emptied of that, you visiting, you looking at it, have this propensity, has this tendency to forget as well. That second one, a metaphysical reality, I'm not certain. I think more than anything, the description in that second one, the bor, um, the the bor shafé, the bor that was rid of its water, is a certain imagery. The same way the gemara masechet, Horayot and Daf Bet says that a person should study Torah in the best place possible, is next to flowing water. Your Torah should be flowing, should have that ability to gush, rush forth. So to the flip side is this Gemara, if you're next to a place in a circumstance where there once was water and it was rid of it, in terms of your mindfulness, in terms of your ability to attach yourself to the text and study and, 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 and reality, it's a lot more difficult. If anything, it'll take you away from it. There is always the question, the Chachamim do talk about it, because the Gemara in several places talks about foods which are kashim shikha. they're bad for forgetfulness, they cause forgetfulness. What does that mean? Is that nifzak l'halacha? It is, in fact, nifzak l'halacha. We have such realities, we have simanim, which we describe as kashela l'shichcha, you shouldn't eat this, you should eat this in some way or fashion, None of them are simple cells with regards to what's taking place in those situations. It's clear, Hacham Vadya Yosef writes about this, that betur, at the very least minhag, we generally speaking try to keep to these circumstances. Do we accept that a person who's going to eat it is clearly going to forget everything? Should we scoff at tradition if they don't? Certainly not. Oftentimes there's an underlying message more than anything. But this gimara, I think, begins teasing out that sort of... Uh, that's what it says. Yeah. Yeah. We learned earlier in Masechet Sanhedrin that Bavel is the Gemara looked for a pasuk to describe Bavel. It said pasuk uh, from Iov, b'machashachim, olam. Excuse me, from Echad. The pasuk says, "In the darkness, Hakadosh Baruch Hu placed me amidst the dead." Uh, Bavel, no question, it's against all odds which oftentimes is the reality when it's most difficult to maintain that we sometimes overcompensate. Look at the Gemara, it's very complicated, it's very uh, tedious, back and forth with regards to details that could be confusing and lead to forgetfulness, it causes us to have to concentrate more. But you're right, we're learning Talmud Bavli, and they were hanging out in Bavil, but they're saying, but we don't really visit the Migdal Bavil, the area of that. Yes, Judah? Oh, so that's, anyway, but that's the, that's the reference over here. Says so the Gemara onward, uh, the next line in the Mishnah, Anche Sedom, Anche Sedom, of course, is the next generation. That's the days of Lot and Abraham, And la'olam haba, the Mishnah told us as well, they too lost their portion in the world to come. Tanura, Sedom, la'olam haba. Emar. we have, we cite a pasuk, which is Romez, it hints at this reality, Va'ancheh Sedom, Ra'im, the Meod. That's an injection in the pesukim, right, in the Torah, in Parashat Vayer, and Parashat Lech Lecha, as Lot splits from Abraham. The pasuk describes the people of Sidon. Raim, they're wicked, the and they're sinful, laHashem Meod to God very much. What's the reference of them being wicked and sinful, Raim baAdam Hazeh Hatayim? onam habba, the double mention is both in this world, they've cut themselves off from God, and in the world to come as well, they've cut themselves off from God. The vision of being wicked and, and sinful is a certain karet vision. If we, we learned Nefesh HaHayim on Sundays last year. His vision of all sin, even though we only, and the Torah only specifies karet by specific sins, his vision of sin in general it might be a lower grade, a lower level karet, but he says there's a certain karet which is affected in any sin that a person perpetrates. Because reality is such that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says if you want to attach yourself, you want to cleave to me, it's through Asiyat Mitzvot. If you've done a sin, if you've been... Uh, if you've been chote, for whatever reason, whatever the circumstance, effectively you've severed something. That's a word we can use. Karet, it's difficult. We don't like to say Karet. it's scary in this context, says but that's the reality. It might not be Karet of the level that the Torah specifies for particular cases. but there is a Karet. that's the Raim ve it's being cut off from Hashim, both in this and world to come. I'm out of Yehudah. Ra'im be'gufan, be b'mamonam, says Rav Yehuda, different derasha. Let's look at what they were doing. Perhaps the ra'im is with regards to bodily wrongdoing and Hata'im is with their money. Ra'im be'gufan, who said the word ra in context of Torah should be referring to bodily damage and wrongdoing. The pasuk describes how Yosef, in his encounter with Eshet Potiphar says, "How will I do this ra'ah?" Of course, that's a bodily sin which he withstands, which he doesn't do. But ultimately, speaking of the same word ra, we say that's what it meant by anshesidom. How do you know the word het in this context, with regards to perpetrating het, as a reference to a financially doing? the pasuk describes if a person doesn't give a loan to a poor person before Shemitah year when again the loan would be and will be cut off in such a circumstance that's a financial wrongdoing so it means we're not only financially but bodily wicked as well not only bodily but financially as well what about the pasuk says afterwards that's to be the example by a yes adraba uh, uh, adraba <laughs> if over there it's a het, because you didn't give money, okay, so it means that in the context of money we attribute the word het, we're not saying that's what they were doing in Sedom, we're saying in Sedom it was something financial as well, which means Gezela, which means Hamas. I don't know, I'm I'm just telling you the context of that pasuk. We're saying b'mamunam, b'mamunam incorporates all. I'm saying if even in the Torah we describe someone who doesn't give a loan on of shiva'it, as a chote, so certainly all these as well. La Hashem, the pasuk says, they were ra'im v'hatayim la Hashem, zo Hashem, perhaps that's a reference as Rabbi Yehuda to cursing God, it's a euphemism, we don't mean blessing God, we mean cursing God, they were cursing God. Me'od, very much so, an mitkavenim they had a full-fledged kavana, it's not as if they did this as a tinoch it's not as if they didn't realize or understand what they were doing. They had full kavanah. They said l'shem Yehud, before they cursed God, stole, or uh, committed bodily sin. as the Gemara be We have a beraita which has it a bit different. It's along the same lines. We flipped ra'im vehataim in this beraita. You'll see in a moment, and we changed one other detail. Ra'im be'mamonam. Instead of ra'in being begufan, it's bemamunam. Hatayim begufan, and hatayim instead of being bemamunam, with the money, that's instead a reference to body. Ultimately speaking, both doing the same thing, just deriving it differently. Ra'in bemamunam, dekhtiv ra'a'enecha beachicha ha'avyon. Same, same context of not giving a, the poor person alone before Shemitah, the Pasuk says your eyes will be evil will be wicked, will be ra'ah the derashah of the Gemara in turn is ra'ah to change the whole system no 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 this is a derasha by the pasuk that describes Anche sedom as characterizing them as raim the hataim it's not per se that they lost it only because they sinned like that it's that they lost it and these were their sins it doesn't mean anyone who commits that sin loses it do you follow, but it's a well, 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 uh, well-intentioned question. Uh, what about Hatayim <laughs> beGufan? Same pasuk by uh, Yosef, which we would doreish. Otherwise, the pasuk says Hatati. Lelo Kim. Pasok says Hatati, doesn't just say Ra okay, La Hashim, Zobirkatashim, Me'ood. But the Pasuk concludes it says they were Raim the Hataim La Hashem. meod. What's Me'od? Zo Shifihudamim? That means that they were murderers as well. They uh, they uh, committed cold blood murder. She near Gam Damna ki shaf minasheh harbe me'od the Pasuk mentions in the context of murder very much so it should be mentioned in this context as well there's a direct contrast we contrasted the migdal Dor Hapalaga generation to Abraham in three critical ways now you should know that this reference of ra'im v'chatayim l'adonai me'od is a direct contrast to the way of Abraham as well because the pasuk describes how Akadosh Baruch Hu says ham says, am I really not going to tell him how I'm going to destroy Sodom. After all, ki edativ l'magan shey saveet banavet b'torah harav v'shamero derech Adonai la'asot sedakaom mishpat. The contrast is Abraham, unlike Sodom, followed derech Amunai, the path of God, la'asot to do sedakaom mishpat. It's a direct contrast, which means to say, at his core, Abraham is the one who starts a movement. Which is uh, not only foiling, but it, it it completely negates those who preceded him and those who live with him. He stands for derech hashem laasos zdaikal mishpat. He stands for ba'gadela shemecha alech lecha an invitation of others. <laughs> Lastly, begin this beraita without the pasuk tanur abanan anche sedom uh, only for uh, Eli Bugarim. He liked this statement earlier. Anche sedom lo nitga'u ela b'shiv tova sheishvi alahem hakadosh baruch hu. The Gemara will be Doreshit, the Biraita will be but understand the initial statement of the Beraita, something we touched on just a few days ago as well. The Anche Sedom, their sin suggests the have al from Pesukim, was specifically born out of haughtiness. It's a generation of people who are enjoying the benefits of life bestowed upon them by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the free access to good food, the gold which is found, the Pesukim will describe, in their land. It's as a result of that, a self-sufficient mindset, a yadi the ability to wrongfully state about yourself, it's my own strength, it's my own endeavors which brought me this greatness, that's what led to their downfall. Don't, in other words, the beraita is saying, for any moment, stop and say this was something endemic to their being, it was something genetic, they were just evil, terrible people. No, this was their context, which ironically was a, Great one. They lived wonderful lives. They had lives of wealth and ease. That's what brought them. And in turn, the Gemara, the Beraita is screaming at each of us and reminding us, as life gets easier, as you're more successful the tendency, the fear that you have to have about that tendency to move away from God-fearing uh, attributes is very rich and ripe. It's a reality which all too many of us know that the more successful you become, the more difficult it is to have a certain appropriate humility, and more difficult it is to be able to say, but it's not me. I'm doing this in partnership with another. I'm being blessed by another. I have to turn to Akadosh Baruch Hu for continued sustenance, nourishment, and support Baruch Adonai Le'adam. Amen. And amen.